Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're listening to this episode the day it goes up and you live in the L.A. area, please be advised that we are doing a live taping tomorrow, Thursday, February 2nd, at the Nerdist Showroom in Los Angeles. Please join us. You can find tickets and info at nerdmeltla.com. Did I say everything I was supposed to say? I think so. Welcome to Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we're watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time. I am Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And this week we're discussing season two, episode four, Inca Mummy Girl. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast every week for an original song written by us recapping the Buffy episode we're discussing. Inca Mummy Girl was written by Matt Keane and Joe Rankemeyer and directed by Ellen Pressman. It originally aired on October 6, 1997. And the summary of this episode is a beautiful Inca princess who was buried alive in a tomb 500 years ago is brought back to life. And the little image, which they're really getting me every week with the little images here, is just a close-up of Rodney's mummified <laughs> brace face. Brace face. <laughs> um, cool. So uh, fun surprise. Fun surprise. We have somebody with us today. We really do. Who is it? Do you know? I would love it if you would explain it to me slowly and in great detail. Okay, well, her name is Mayrood. Oh my god, I love Mayrood. I mean, I love Mayrood too. You may know, if you follow us on Twitter, you probably already know Mayrood. <laughs> also, if you listened to our live episode, yes. or not a live episode, but our uh, so- songs from season one live show uh, from Union Hall that's up on our Patreon page. You mm-hmm. heard May uh, just answering a few hot, hot questions that we asked. Yes. And you may also, oh, you may also know May. Did you like that? <laughs> uh, if you are familiar with Autostraddle, where May is the trans and music editor. Yeah. May, what, will you tell us what Autostraddle is? For, yeah. For those of us, I mean, Jenny and I have like kind of an idea. We've, we like, <laughs> we've heard of it once or twice, but yeah. yeah. Will you tell our listeners in case they don't know what Autostraddle is? Yeah. Um, Autostraddle is the internet's number one website for queer women and feminist news and culture and essays it's the best i think we've talked about it on here before right no doubt yeah um so welcome may thank you welcome thanks Thanks for for joining us um may texted us while she was watching this episode (laughs) for the first time a little while ago and was like please tell me you're going to talk about how fucked up this episode is (laughs) and we were like why don't you come talk about it with us why don't you come on over we can all talk about how fucked up it is We're not ready for it yet, but soon we'll we'll get into the fashion watch where I think that um even Kate gets in on yeah. uh, how fucked up this Good. episode is. Good. Cool. So um so let's jump right in then, shall we? First of all, did you have like Jenny and I talked when we watched this the first time? Mm-hmm. Did you have like a cultural awareness fair or anything like that in your school when you were in high school or middle school? Um in 
the sixth grade, we did country reports where country? each student oh, got right. a country and you had to do a report on it. And then right, we had right. like a fair in the gym. Yes. Where everyone dressed up. Yeah. And you had like a poster board mm-hmm. and food from and the country. Food, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same. That's yeah. exactly what we had too. Yeah. So when I was watching this, I was like, this is like pretty spot on. I don't think we had anything like that. Although it's possible that like anything that didn't involve like capes activity wise, I just blocked <laughs> you just out. You could have picked a cape country. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> what exactly are the cape countries? Yeah. Where um, Transylvania? Wait, is Transylvania a country? It was a country. Yeah, because it's. Oh boy! But yeah, we shouldn't yeah. go down this path. We will very yeah. swiftly discover yeah, no. our lack of geographical knowledge about yeah. the world. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I we're going to talk about a lot of the things that happened in this mm. episode. But in like p- in placing it in my you know growing up, I was like, this is exactly what happened and what we did. We right, dressed right. up and like thought that we were doing something great to yeah. bring awareness right, right, around right. other cultures. Yeah. And and I wonder like. I guess I wonder two things like one is it happening st- like are, p- are schools still doing this and are we just aware of it you know all of the fucked up parts of it because of the fact that we you know have conversations <laughs> with people who know things um or is there more like do we think there's more sensitivity around stuff now and like maybe we're making food and bringing in meals but we're not like dressing up um in some yeah, fairly I'm appreciative not sure. I, if you're in elementary school, please email us at yeah, but it wasn't elementary school. It, it wasn't. For me, it was. It was oh, sixth it was. grade. Also, I just want to say I was not racist with my costume. I had the Czech Republic, and I dressed as a hockey player because they have a lot of NHL players. <gasps> nice. So my costume was not like culturally appropriate at all. Nice. So, you know, I don't remember actually <laughs> what. Like I don't know. Maybe we didn't all dress up in costumes because mm. I don't think I had a costume. I do remember having to like make some kind of food, but I could not mm-hmm. tell you what it was. It was like 450 years ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, so that's how we start the episode where yeah. um, they're 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 talking about how it's like a whole. There's just so many things converging. There's a student exchange program where mm-hmm. where, yeah. where students from a, a bunch of different countries are coming to stay with Sunnydale kids. The the high school is having like the cultural like awareness dance at the bronze and there's a big banner on the natural history museum that's like cultural exchange special exhibit right mm. aka mummy yeah i guess yeah where p.s they get a mummy that has traveled to boston new york and sunnydale so and atlanta <laughs> and atlanta? atlanta i missed atlanta in the list nice yeah so Good job on Sunnydale getting a prize, which is actually one of my first questions is why is the mummy not protected at all? It's like, <laughs> that is not, I'm not buying it. That's not how like, museums work. Like Buffy and I don't even know who, Buffy and somebody are just like leaned uh, on yeah. the like tomb where the mummy's just open air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no covering. All the better for the steel to get sol- stolen later. Yeah. I, nonsense. It's yeah. just museum tripe. Yeah, and and also this is where we meet Rodney. Okay, mm. and what is the deal? He's scraping the paint off of a mask. That seems like so detail oriented for a kid that we're supposed to sort of be seeing that's as my... a general. You I feel know. like he's gonna smoke it later. <laughs> well, that's, that's what, what I was I wondering. Nice. Because but... okay, so there's a 
not nice. By the way, not nice. Like, just like you're nice interpretation. You just like smoking stuff. <laughs> that was my thought too, because there's this. I don't know if it's an urban legend or a, a rumor or whatever that um, there's a part of the bra- human brain yes. that if you scrape it out after somebody is dead and smoke it, you trip really hard yeah yeah you taught you taught me that <laughs> oh and i learned it from you dad well, i mean like if you eat human brains there are all sorts of diseases you can get that affect your own brain and like make you go crazy what really yeah where yeah. can i learn more about this <laughs> where can i get some brains i mean just lots of movies about cannibalism uh, yeah. or like tv specials about cannibalism nice. that just... maybe you watch if you're a little too interested in cannibalism <laughs> got it <laughs> got it yep yeah, well, you have to do some more looking into that, Jenny. Seriously. It's really right up your alley. <laughs> but but that was, my, like, I had the same <laughs> note on Rodney, though, is that, like, he's a really interesting character because he's introduced as, like, oh, Rodney, he doesn't know anything. But then he's, like, scraping artifacts into a plastic bag and yeah. then also, like, so excited about that seal. Yeah. Why? Like, is he just misunderstood? That's what I, I want to know more. We lost Rodney too soon, is how yeah, I Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. Um, also, the tour guide with the microphone and the red jacket, oh. like, oh my right God, yes. this a great way. jacket. He's very, um like, John Waters. Yeah. Oh, right? there it I is. I couldn't think of yeah. it until right now. I was like, what does he remind me of? Oh. Yeah. That yes. would have been a great totally. cameo if that was oh, actually John Waters. Oh. Fantastic. We should have asked John Waters if he wanted to be on the I, mm. Next time. Yeah. Mm. Wow, 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 um, wow. But yeah, yeah. So then, right, factually speaking, fa- <laughs> factually speaking, in quotes, the seal is taken, the mommy r- rises, mm-hmm. the life gets sucked out of Rodney. And then the worst thing ever happens, which is that yeah. the dehydrated mummy's eye sockets oh. open. <laughs> oh, those eyes. The worst. Oh. Yeah, the that- worst. Oh. I watched wow. this the first time while I was home, or not home, I was alone in an Airbnb in Nashville, and it was like <laughs> midnight, <laughs> and I was by myself, and it, I actually, even though I've seen this episode a bunch of times, I jumped <laughs> uh, when she like reached up towards Rodney, and then when those eye sockets opened, I was like, oh, this is not going to bode well for my <laughs> sleep for the rest of this mm. trip. So... Do, do the eye op- does that eye opening moment trigger which we've talked about I think on the podcast before your aversion to porous things? Yeah, it's oh. it's in there's some overlap there. I mean, it's not like <laughs> pure, but it's definitely not great. Cool, cool. <sighs> great, great. So, so then we have the credits. Yeah, then we have the wonderful credits, mm-hmm. which is an, which is nice because the rest of this episode is uh, narrated or um, what do you call it? Scored with just pan flute. <laughs> oh, which God. is uh, uh, also, I think, a, a problem. So, you know, yeah. problem number yeah. one. We should have like a little prob- problematic bu- buzzer Ugh. that oh we my just God. every time. It, it would be too many. Yeah, times. it would just yeah. be the whole, we would, it would be buzzing the whole time. Basically, every time Xander speaks. Uh, There's that. Yeah. Oh. Xander's definitely given the majority of problematic <laughs> lines. Uh, oh, which God. is, I think fitting for his Fair. character right, right in line. not Fair. that does that's not to say that these lines should be, have been written um <laughs> but if we if they had to be written and given to anyone probably Xander yeah. is um landing in the right spot but you know it's funny i like when we talk about right because uh, for example xander has this moment where he's like i don't know any spanish except mm-hmm. for uh, doritos and chihuahua well he yeah. says do we have to speak spanish around right. this guy 
which as a Latina, hearing that, it's like, great. Great. It makes you feel really wonderful. Yeah, I would feel welcome in that school. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But my, like... And if, and if you were meeting Xander and he was like, Doritos... No, um, the first thing that Xander actually says I, is I caramba. I caramba. It is such a bummer. It's really, and it just goes on and on. It's like, you know. Your Spanish is very bueno. Sorry. Uh, Your Spanish is very bueno. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Taking all the joy yeah. out of May's enjoyment of your Spanish it's... by <laughs> quoting a, a racist line. Oh, sorry, gosh. sorry, 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 sorry. Uh. It's this, this, this trope that you see when somebody doesn't sp- speak English where people speak really, really slow loud. and loud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Buffy and Willow are speaking just regular. Right. And she's understanding and talking right. with them. And it's great. And I wonder, like, how yeah. we would look at this episode, too, if um, Empata, I mean, do we call her Inca Mummy Girl or Empata because that's the name that she takes after she kills Empata? Let's call her Empata. Right? Yeah. The, it's like, I wonder how different this would have at least been if Empata was like, the fuck is your problem? Like, <laughs> there's something, like, doubly <laughs> troublesome about the fact that, you know, they've they've made her character, like... I love I love I literally love the most racist person yeah. in the Yeah. This in guy's thing. treating you like an idiot. Yeah. And I love him. And for I love it. that. Yeah. Which is yeah. yeah. I mean it was it's I think it's bad enough. Well she it, has been dead for a really long she, time. Right. It's true. And Xander is just right there. Right. It's true. Well and that but and that's the thing too, is like I was thinking about this as a person who grew up in the nineties and as a person who probably fucking said a lot of this stuff, like not like no fucking joke. I like I had no fucking idea that, you know, it, when I was 16, 17, if I was like, oh, my gosh, I like it would have never mm-hmm. occurred to me, which is certainly not to take the fucking responsibility off of myself for knowing things like that. But it is a, an eye opener, I think, to see to see something like this, to realize like where I am now in my like education and my awareness and mm-hmm. then think back to where I was as a teenager and be like, oh, cool. Not only is this a problem, but like probably I was fucking saying mm. things just like this all the time. Cool. Great talk, oh. everyone. Yeah. yeah. Just being honest. Yeah. Just, being yeah. Real. just letting everyone uh-huh. know. Yeah, it is kind of like a little bit of a time capsule in, and a developmental capsule. I guess like that sort of intersection. Like, right. Mm. Because we were that age when this was airing. Right. And like. Sunnydale is like a pretty white place. I grew up in a very white place. Same, very white. Where like this wasn't part of the conversation. Where this conversation would like have blown my mind. <laughs> right, but I don't think it's you as a, I don't like. I think maybe for us it's a developmental time capsule. But I think in terms of the world or the, this country, right, it's, it's hmm. not a time like. It's not specific to the 90s. As evidenced by recent <laughs> political events. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, we're breaking the fourth wall for just a second here because we want to talk to you about something. There's a lot going on in our world and in our country right now. There has been, but everything has reached critical mass. And when we come upon issues like this in the episodes or just in general chatter, we're really wondering if you want to hear more from us about our feelings on those things. You can certainly find our feelings on what's happening in the United States and in the world at large on our personal social media accounts, but we know you might want to keep this a space for escapism, 
vampires, and all of that good stuff. So if you wouldn't mind, shoot us a tweet, shoot us an email, shoot us a Facebook message, and just let us know. Do you want to hear more politics in here, or would you like us to stick to Angel, Buffy, etc., etc.? For now, we're going to talk about Willow. What's worse, seeing Willow in pain or seeing Willow in pain over Xander in an episode where he is being particularly dreadful? Yeah. It's all terrible. It's, I'm really interested by Xander's, uh, uh, like, by the arc of, like, Xander's crush on Buffy and how open they all are about mm. talking about it. It just doesn't seem like a thing that would have happened in high school. Like, I, I don't know right. that we were at all able to talk about the fact that we had, a, like, an unrequited crush on another person. Mm. And he's really open about it. And they're all just like, they're all just like, yeah, Xander with this, that silly Xander crush. had a crush on Buffy and Willow's got a crush on Xander. And yeah, Xander doesn't right. think yeah. about Willow's lips. But maybe because they're dealing with literal life and death stuff oh. all day every day mm, that's fair the the stuff that would normally be way more dramatic right in your high school time yeah, that's true. like sort of shrinks that's true keen observation i that's think that's true yeah i wanted to say keen. though all this freaking time i think about kissing my best friends like whether in a romantic way or a non-romantic way mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. i didn't understand mm-hmm. that argument the, she's my right. best friend so right, she right, doesn't right. have the kind of lips that i think about kissing right well i also that think didn't resonate it also seemed like because i agree i think it's more of the thing you say when you don't know how to say mm-hmm. the truth like right. oh, but i don't want to ruin our friendship it's mm-hmm. like if you have the feelings too that you want to kiss the person or whatever pretty much usually just take the risk right right so yeah, but Willow, Willow has a lot of heartbreaking yeah. moments in this. I just love oh. her. her sweet little self, mm. and I'm like, come on, Willow. But we meet Oz. Yeah, we meet Oz this episode. He Oz is my favorite male character on the show. I think. Wow, that's great. And where are you? Yeah, where currently? Are you? I'm uh, the middle of season three still. What are we in season two? This okay. is season two. Mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm like cool. a season ahead of where. Cool, cool, this cool, is cool. right now. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Oz is, Oz is pretty great. Oz yeah. is a big, for those of you watching real time with us, although I feel like it's every day that we get another tweet from someone who's like, sorry, I finished it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know where, oops. Yeah, I feel like we're going to lose everyone. By the time we're in season three, everyone will have watched the whole series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Oz, Oz appearing is a big deal. And like, mm. shout out to Oz. Um, shout out to Oz for the New York Islanders. T-shirt uh, that I was wearing? Yes. Um, I was born on Long Island, and I was there for 12 years, and then lived in the city for 15. So, like, So you're basically, Oz. like, best friends with Oz? I'm best so. friends with Oz, Okay, my point. Got it, got it, But got also, it, got like, it. that's a choice. Do we find out that Oz is even from New York? Is he just wearing a New York Islander shirt? I think he's just wearing a New, New York Islander shirt. I, like I don't it. know if he would be a sports fan. Right. He's right? wearing it, like, ironically. Yeah, maybe he bought maybe it at he, Goodwill as, like, Yeah, a I was going to say he probably just, like... Or like likes the graphic on it yeah mm-hmm. the colors yeah. yeah blue and orange pretty solid pretty solid color combo mm-hmm. so like as we meet him he's having a conversation with devin who has just oh, you know had an Devin's exchange name. with cordelia <laughs> who is dating him which i 100 do not buy i don't think cordelia buys it do you see the kiss <laughs> did you see the kiss <laughs> There's something else going on there. She's just killing some time. She's definitely mm. killing. Cordelia literally kisses him on the cheek as though they're like brother and sister. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah. And oh god, when Devin is talking to Oz about Cordelia, like, have you ever heard like a less convinced or like 
more distanced from the actual meaning <laughs> of the sentence in uh, performance of the sentence. Yeah, she's a hot girl. <laughs> it's so great. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's a hot girl. Right. It's so good. Yeah. Cue uh, that line I'm supposed to say so you stop talking. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. How, yeah, how yeah. it reads. Yeah. Um, I do not remember Oz having such a facial hair situation. Yeah, it's really happening. Mm. It's really it's happening. It's a lot. Which, you know, might get us right into talking with Kate. Oh, yeah. Because I, I think Kate has something Kate to say. Kate has a lot to say. Kate, Kate has actually a lot to say. So, yeah, let's hear it. Please. It's time for our friend Kate to give you the Buffy fashion update. Welcome back one and all to the glorious return of Buffy Fashion Watch in one of the most bizarre and culturally insensitive episodes of the entire series. Inca Mummy Girl has everything. Overalls, wool hats, and pink miniskirts that practically double as belts. Cordelia's lightened her hair, Willow's fully dedicated to pigtails, Cordelia's got a bougie knitted cardigan, and later a vaguely Hawaiian-themed bikini, and nobody calls her friend out on wearing a racist geisha costume. Xander wears a poncho. The background extras at the bronze are in t-shirts for no reason and not costumes, except for a couple who look like they might be in their 40s. Oz shows up and has a soul patch, and Pata produces a tailored, non-specific quote-unquote period costume and jewelry out of thin air and wears the absolute hell out of a golden copper makeup scheme complete with a killer Twiggy-style cut crease in her eyeshadow despite having been dead for hundreds of years before, like, two days ago. There, guys, there is just too much going on in this one episode. But if I was gonna nail it down to one thing, listen... Buffy in her bedroom before the dance, hair up, white t-shirt with those baggy overalls. Man, like, that's just a really good look. I'm telling you, we did not appreciate the 90s enough. I'll be back for Halloween. And until then, I'll see you at the mall. That was our friend Kate. She gave you the Buffy fashion Thank you, Kate. Thank you so much, Kate. Oh, my God. Oh, not, I think that might have been my favorite fashion watch. All time. Of all time. I, fashion yeah, watch Hall really of Fame, for sure. Knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out of the fashion park, Kate. <laughs> um, I want to, we, you know, we, we've already gotten into the Oz part of the show, but I want to just jump back a second because I had a, a logistical question, which is, how in the fuck did Empata know about Empata? Like, we go to the bus station mm. and she's like, Empata. And I'm like, first of all, how do you know his name? Do you think she's all related Latinas to All the... know each other. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right. of us know all oh. of us. I thought maybe oh, she so was sorry, related to the, the mystical hyenas oh. from season one, episode six. And that she, wait, and she was so she could see. Well, the myth, the myth about the hyenas was that they would follow you around during the day and then call your name at night and oh. lure you alone out into the dark. <laughs> Too much? Too soon? Oh, it's great. It's okay. great. I'm happy about it. But yeah, I was just like, wait a second. What's going on Yeah, there is a bit of a hole That's there. exactly what's happening. Yeah. Right. So silly yeah. of me. So silly of me. Also, this, I don't need a big discussion here, but I just did want to say, bodyguard in the bushes, LOL. Because <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy that pan where he's just like, the lights cast on him and he's like. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's like catching on his scar. Yeah. Mm. This is a really sad story 
Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And a story that really highlights of one of our recurring themes, which is the patriarchy. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I didn't even know you were going there. I just <laughs> fell right into the patriarchy with no warning. A young woman has been chosen and she has to be sacrificed so yeah. for the safety of her people, yeah. right? And she has no choice in the matter. Kind of like somebody else we know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds a little familiar. But it's hard because, like, you know, she's the bad guy, I guess. But she's not. Because she, like... You know, she just wants her life. She just wants yeah. to live. She just wants to live. But, I mean, she murders she, people. She does right, but she it's murders like, children. But she like, murders like sixteen. But, like, but she got murdered first. <laughs> she just <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> if you get murdered and then you murder other people, doesn't it just sort of like come and out? It's like the double wash? jeopardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but maybe maybe she's murdered a few too many for it to yeah mm. cancel out. But I ha- I just. I don't know. I found it hard to, like, actually hate her at any point. Oh, in yeah, no, episode. I didn't hate her at all. Yeah. Because you just, like, I don't know, you really empathize with her or something. Yeah, Sad. you feel and it. It's, and it's Empathize. a total. Empathize. Oh. Oh. My God. Wow. Empathize. <laughs> Empathize. That's really good. Um, Jenny, I know that you had a moment you wanted to talk about with uh, between Oz and Devin. Uh, your lead guitar, Oz. That's currency and the and the hand motion of currency. Devin, you haven't seen the last of Devin. If you're watching this for the first time, you'll see Devin again here and there. And like he never disappoints. He is like the sort of like absolute peak most. Like he's just a hundred and fifty-five percent high school lead singer. Oh well, as evidenced later in the episode when he oh. is singing, horrific. Oh oh horrific. oh! You don't like his moves? I hate it. That I hate. If Gavin it. Rossdale was doing that, you would have been like, oh, Gavin Rossdale would never do that, and that's why I like Gavin Rossdale. <laughs> It's not mm-hmm. how Gavin Rossdale. I don't know. Ever. I've seen Gavin Rossdale move in ways that are not too far away from that i'll show you some videos later no (laughs) you won't take gavin rossdale from me (laughs) okay 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 Uh, but yeah i was very upset about the moves devin's moves on stage mm. no no thumbs down (sighs) embodiment it just made me you know what it made me feel like the patriarchy the Mm. patriarchy i'm gonna say it again you know what in this new world of ours i think we're allowed to say the patriarchy more times as many times as you use as needed you may Wait, and speaking of the new world, though. Yes. I hate that this exchange student is from South America. The continent. Continent? (laughs) As opposed to a specific specific place. place. Yeah, is that... Do they never say a country? They never say a country? I don't think so. Because... they just over and over again say South America. Yeah, well, we hear, like, because Giles is like, oh, well, from the same region. The same region. Of South America. But where does Peru, where is... Which they did get, like, they got some factual stuff right. Like, the, well, the mountain god that they say isn't the name of a god, but it's the name of a volcano in Peru. Oh, wow. Which is where the Incas live. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, they did get that right. But. But, like, that's yeah. it. They, like, stopped at that point. They're yeah. like, okay, now we can just make it up. Well, when people ask me where I'm from, I say North America. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you exactly. might want to start doing that yeah. now. North yeah. America. For the next few years. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, solid call. Uh, and speaking of shitty things. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of them. 
Um, this this one's just Xander specific. Mm. There's this really really great moment, and what I mean by great is like it encapsulates, I think, um, you know, some of Xander's character, where Willow is like blah blah blah, and my costume, and Xander's like, but um, what about me? Mm. <laughs> and I like stopped, and I looked at May, and I looked at Jenny, and I was like, well, isn't that just exactly it? Xander really <laughs> is. But what about me, guys? That's, yeah. If there was one line yeah. to boil Xander down to. Oh my God. What about me? Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, we've we've laid off Xander a little bit, so I feel very comfortable going full <laughs> full throttle. I mean, it's just a rough episode. It is for it's him. A rough for a lot of people. It's a rough him. episode for the people he talks to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh May, I'm so glad you're here. This oh is just God. great. Just great. Uh, while we're talking, let's just stay on this train of horror um, <laughs> because then we get to the library. Then we get to the library uh. and Pada is there. Um, Giles legitimately doesn't even, like, doesn't even really say hi. Like, Giles is yeah. just straight up like, oh, you're here. Nah. You're here and you're from South America. Can you translate the seal? Can you translate the seal? So how about we don't... Um, you know, have one of the major lessons in the episode be, if you need something translated, go find somebody from that region who has, like, literally, you don't even know them. You've never even met them and say, yeah. oh. Don't introduce yourself. No, don't say anything to Just them. Just everyone from the continent of South America can translate ancient pictograms yeah like that's it's just common knowledge just how they're raised Ugh. is to yeah. learn yeah of course i will say that yeah. when when something uh bad is afoot when something evil is happening mm -hmm. and there's uh research to be done giles is short with everyone that's including true. jenny calendar <laughs> who he totally wants to get with yep yep but I don't know if it, is that necessary, Jenny. I don't know. No, but it is a character <laughs> observation. But come on. But I mean, it, yeah, no, it's rough. If Giles is short with everyone, Giles should still have the awareness that perhaps maybe at least say hello before you. Giles should yeah. have the awareness that a teenager in modern day <laughs> Peru would not be able to translate 500 year old pictograms. Yeah, what? Yeah. Like, uh. And the fact that she can doesn't ra raise any <laughs> suspicions. <laughs> well, because because they, they all assume, assume that she could. Right, right, right. Yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, uh. which which is a great lesson. Which is in you know maybe the less um, racist you are, the more chances you have of solving the mystery. Mm -hmm. But you've blown oh my it. God. Or of detecting mummies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, cool. One one thing I will say about this scene is that Giles looks good with a magnifying glass. I don't know if we've seen him <laughs> yes. with a magnifying glass before, but it looks very natural. Yes, I agree. I agree. One positive thing. I agree. And then, sorry, not that this is a positive thing, but we have this moment with Willow again now. Aww. That's so sad. I just There's like three distinct Willow moments where she's just heartbroken. But it's good because her heartbrokenness is kind of like propelling her to take some initiative. Mm -hmm. And we see her, like, even though she's feeling sad, be like, you know what you should do? You should take her to the dance and not me, and I'll be fine. Which is, like, a pretty badass moment for Willow. Willow. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I love that. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. I'm sorry. It's like I I keep looking like there will be something really fun and wonderful to discuss. <laughs> but the next thing that I have on my list is Twinkies. Twinkies oh. on the bleachers. Yeah, oh. repeat that Which fact is a great, you found. A great album name. Twinkies, Twinkies on the bleachers. Look out <laughs> yeah. yeah. for my Jenny my Young's Twinkies on the yeah. bleachers. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So uh, one of the trivia facts that I read from IMDb was that the um, they had to eat 10 like about 10 Twinkies for every take of the scene as they did it which mm. seems like a lot I feel like probably isn't it a thing where if you have to like shoot a scene where you're eating a food you over and over again you, oh, you, you spit like, it put yeah. It and then, yeah yeah so maybe the trivia was being dramatic because they made it seem like they were eating the twin like you know they weren't mm-hmm. like then they had to chew on 10 Twinkies because that's <laughs> that's a little less dramatic but also, it sounds gross. Chew, chewing on Which, Twinkies. Which, I mean, eating Chan Twinkies sounds really gross also. <laughs> but this... when you see the way that Xander chews. Oh, oh my it's just, why? Like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> I pulled... Kristen just pulled her beanie, like, down over her whole face and was like, why? I, just... I don't understand why anyone would have done this to us. Why would anyone make us watch 
Xander shove a Twinkie hole into his mouth. <laughs> and then keep talking. And then keep talking. Yeah. And the amount of Twinkie doesn't get any less. No, it's just, it's just mushing so around much, in there. So much in his mouth. It's not great. No, it's really not. And then she does the same thing, and and it's like way better when she does it. But it's still, yeah. But it's still somebody shoving a whole Twinkie in their mouth. This might be controversial, but I did have a moment, especially in the first watching of this, where I kind of found myself a little bit endeared in the moment when she, you see that she's liking him for the first time, which of course is a problem but (laughs) but she's liking him for the first time and he's seeing that she's liking him and i did have a moment for xander where because you know he has moments in this where you see that he is i mean very insecure (laughs) um and so he's you know very overwhelmed by the fact that he's talking to this girl and she actually likes him and like she's like a gorgeous girl yeah yeah totally like absolutely yeah she's she's yeah but Boy on Pato's clothes fit her super well. So and she's an incredible, <laughs> like, amazing. Especially well. that dress she wears to the dance. As talked about yeah. by Kate. Oh my god. Um, but the, uh, one other little thing is that uh, May, did you watch the show Friends? Have you seen that? that I've series? no. I'm I've famously never seen it. Incredible. Yeah. Well, this will be per- perhaps lost on you then, but. Um, we've gotten feedback from our listeners on mm-hmm. some of the overlap between the character of Xander and the character of Chandler on mm-hmm. Friends. They really are. They have a lot of overlap, especially in the places where we don't like them. Yeah. Um, that's like very, you know. Uh, and so there was a there's a moment and listeners, if you saw it, if you did not see it, you should go back, especially if you know friends. There's a moment on the bleachers when he, I think, hands her, what does he say? That's why you bring two. Because she's like, well, what about me? I'm not going to get to try it now. And he says, that's that's why you bring two. And he does this little gesture. And it is like, you are watching Chandler from, it is, oh, yeah. I, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, That's the one who, he's the guy who was in 30 Rock, or uh, the, like, Aaron Sorkin's 30 Rock right, Studio right. 60. Oh, so that's true. oh, is that? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I thought when I wa- walked, because I love Studio 60 on Sunset ah. Strip. And so that's where I know that actor from. And so you recognize. And so I was like, oh, he looks exactly like that actor. Oh, yes. wow. Wow. Yeah. So that was there just a real, like, whoa <sighs> moment. Um, Xander kicks a little bit of ass in the fight scene. I Okay. So here's something in terms of like things I don't buy. Yeah, Xander kicking ass in the fight scene. <laughs> I mean, Xander <laughs> participates in in slaying activities yeah, as like no, a supporting member, mm-hmm. right? But this, um, so Gil Bur- Birmingham, who's playing a character known only as Peru Man, <laughs> who is the uh, bodyguard whose you know existence is tied to the mummy. Mm-hmm. But is he like an ancient person also, or is he like? In the line. Oh of... my god! I just assumed he was a mystical ancient person who oh, see, sort I of like like his apparate. father was one and his grandfather oh, was one. Oh, he's like a slayer. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's what I assumed. <gasps> that's way cooler. That's much cooler. <laughs> oh, and way okay, and that more would make sad. That, and also would really explain why he's wearing like loafers, <laughs> even though he has that sort of like flowing blouse and a scimitar. <laughs> Uh, he has like khakis and loafers. So from the waist down, he's like modern man, and from the waist up, he's right. like keeping traditional yeah. life. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Oh no. Was that what? What then? What does that mean? I guess. He, I guess the mummy doesn't need a, a watcher or what a bodyguard anymore because 
then she's gone, right? She's destroyed. Yeah. But also, he probably has a son or daughter who, who knows that they right. have to step like, up. Oh, who like felt it, like wow. a movement in the forest, and was like, "Oh, now it's my turn." Wow. You know. Right. May, what a right. brilliant interpretation. <laughs> thank God you're here. Yeah, thank God. You know what? I don't want to take us um, like off the episode for too long, but since, May, you are here, I just want to make sure we talk about the fact that, was it last week that we were talking about the Cordelia on Cordelia fan fiction? Oh, in the last episode? Yeah. 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 And um, May, uh, why don't you tell us what you've done? Oh, I read it. I read it and I loved it. Um, wow, 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 wow. I loved it a lot, actually. I'm really, I was, like, so excited. Can you tell us about it? Or one of them you said was super short. Yeah. Well, so the first one, well, so, again, Cameron Glavin, a friend of all of ours, brought these to our attention. The first one is called um, The Boy, The Girl, and The Flower, which I don't know why it's called that, (laughs) because there's no boys in the story and no flowers in the story. (laughs) Um, and it's like 270 words or something. It's by Sang Aaron. All these are, are on an archive of our own, um, which is like a fanfic website. Cool. Mm. But it's just so it's super short. And like Cordelia meets another Cordelia. And then oh. they just like kiss and like it's just a little bit. Stuff. It's really <laughs> fun and cute. And it, there's the, uh, the last line is so perfect. The last line is, there have always been people willing to call you a narcissist. Why shouldn't you make the most of it? Wow. <laughs> Which I am obsessed with that. Wow. That's so perfect. Wow. Wow. That's wow, 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 wow. so wow. perfect. Uh, wow. A-, a plus, I have not read the whole thing, but I will. And yeah, well, I... and that, that right there was like a tenth of it, because it's very short. But like, if that's a tenth, <laughs> I'm into the other nine tenths. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, the other one is much longer. It's like six to seven thousand words mm-hmm. um and it's called chase versus chase <laughs> <laughs> by c dive doll c d y b e d a h l okay um and this i didn't understand like the plot points because it took place during the tv show angel so there's oh. some characters i didn't recognize ah. i see i see but it's like they were all in college and stuff mm-hmm. um but so, yeah, there were people that were mentioned who I did not know. But the description of the thing said, what little plot there is in this one is just a flimsy excuse to pair Cordy up with herself. <laughs> so the the characters I didn't know didn't really matter. Right, 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 right. But it's great. Cordelia gets hit with a spell from a demon and it splits her into like good Cordelia and bad Cordelia. Oh, yeah. And it gets really sexy. It's amazing. Okay. I would absolutely recommend it. Fantastic. It's terrific. (laughs) Fantastic. May. Fanfic-tastic. Fanfic. Oh my God. You're just, that's it. You're hired. You know what I mean? Thank you. Wow. May, thank you for reading. Thank you for doing that work for us. Oh, it was very difficult. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, some of you were a little upset last week because Cordelia didn't get her jingle. And to be honest with you, I don't know that Cordelia would have gotten her jingle in this episode. If it wasn't for this hot new fanfic news. Yes, hot, hot uh, fanfic reporting by May Rude. So um, let's hear it. As always, if you want to have that be the way that your phone lets you know that an incoming call has arrived, 
You can just go to iTunes and get yourself a Cordelia ringtone. It's my ringtone and my alarm. Yeah. Nice. Oh, it's mine man. as well. It's And I like often do not answer calls because I just want to hear the rest mm-hmm. of it. So Wow. Yeah. Making people happy. A very important <laughs> thing in these in these days. Very true. Um, so a little shout out to the call out for um, the Praying Mantis episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really fun. And also kind of like uh, in important because it is pretty it's a big bummer that xander (laughs) has had like two encounters of a sexual nature that we've seen and and believed to be like the only two Mm -hmm. (laughs) and one and one she turns into a praying mantis and tries to eat him and two she's turning into a mummy and Mm -hmm. almost tries to suck the life force out of his Mm -hmm. body Oh dear! Sorry about oh, that. Bother. But also, I think we're all okay with Sander having a little heartbreak. Yeah. So you win some, you lose some. It's fine. It's fine. Also, very um, hocus pocus in the like sucking of life force. That's what it reminded me of. Oh yeah. The way that she like sucks their life out of their mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Very hocus pocusy. Cool. We don't, we don't see her suck the life out of any girls. Oh yeah, she gets close. Willow, with Willow. That no cigar. But right. I know. Well, that would be a little scandalous, don't right. you think? Right, 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 right. <laughs> no one in Sunnydale is gay, Jenny. I know, I know, I know. Goodness. Sorry, I brought it up. Goodness. Also, <laughs> there's this moment. So when um, Empata and Buffy are in Buffy's room, and Empata's getting ready for the dance, and Empata's like, <laughs> I just love this. Like she's like. Um, you remind me, you always think of everyone else before yourself, Buffy, and it reminds me <laughs> of me, <laughs> which is like so perfect oh. because Buffy definitely doesn't always think of everybody before herself, <laughs> just as Empata doesn't. So I just really loved the, that. That's pretty moment, great. You know? Mm. But they do have this cool moment where she's sort of like, you know, telling the tale of the Inca princess and saying how she like, yeah. you know... She that only she could defend her people from the netherworld. She is like this chosen one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She gave up her life to protect her people. And Buffy's she like, gave up her that chance sounds at like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. And then I mean that parallel is like kind of hit again with, um, you know, when the is it when the bodyguard? Yeah, it's when the bodyguard is in the bathroom with her. That he's like, you, like, I understand what you're saying, but you're the chosen one and you have to die. It's like mm-hmm. verbatim what we saw in Prophecy Girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I have a choice. And then she kills him and sucks the life out of him, which is kind of like what it looked like when the master, like the sucking of, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there was just like a lot of overlap between these two. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, a, a part, of course, from the fact that. Buffy doesn't. Oh, there goes your patrol cat, Jenny. <gasps> patrol cat. We should tell everybody about your patrol cat. You Guys, we have this cat in our neighborhood. He's called Patrol Cat by us. By us. Uh, he's like um he's like if Chris Pratt were a cat. Chris Pratt. That oh god. Mm. And that might be polarizing, but like you know, I I don't know how you feel about Chris Pratt. I think he's like generally pretty likable. Yeah. For uh sure. especially like Parks and Rec Chris Pratt. Mm. That's the iteration of Chris Pratt that this cat reminds us of anyway every day without fail just as the sun is about to sink behind the mountains in in our home um this effing cat just comes trot we're on the corner and he comes trotting up one side of the block and hangs uh or right 
and trots across our, our front porch mm-hmm. and then trots under my studio window and trots off down the street. Every day, the same, same pattern. Exact it is just, it's my best moment of every day. I love it so much. It's really remarkable. Maybe you have a cat? I do, yeah. Sawyer. <gasps> Sawyer. Mm-hmm. How, old is, how old is Sawyer? She's like 10 or 11. She's getting old. A sophisticated. Yeah. We just were talking to somebody taste. whose cat lived to 21. Who oh, was that? Whoa. I can't remember, but that was wow. a number that is I like unfathomable. I the sound of that. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't know with cats. Yeah. They'll surprise you. Yeah, they might just keep yeah. living to spite you. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's possible. True. <laughs> Um, um wait what were you saying what was i saying patrol cat oh i don't know it was i'm sure it wasn't <laughs> that important so after we hear this tale again or like a more detailed version of this tale because the the uh hotel john waters hotel, yeah the john waters guy he looks like he works in a hotel to me yeah mm. like yeah a hotel, hotel john waters mm. yes exactly <laughs> kind of like gave us gave the students the rundown a little bit on this mythology um but we're getting like a more in-depth, more patriarchy-centric version mm. from Ampata herself. Mm-hmm. And then we have like, uh, just like this, like, as if there weren't enough things uh, to bum you out in this episode. They just slide white trash in there. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's uh, yeah, one thing great. I do like, wh- maybe like the best thing that Xander does in this episode is his like salivating boy gibberish. Yeah, <laughs> which I found like very convincing and like relatively charming. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was all right. Fine, and then like sure. Joyce gets in there to just like drop a little what? zinger. Oh. It's incredible oh. because Christine yes. Sutherland was paid to be in this episode literally for like one line where she just called Buffy stubborn and then Buffy rolled her eyes. That was mm-hmm. it. That was yeah the whole thing. And the then dance. it's time for the mm. dance. Before we get to the dance, though, oh. the second thing that Joyce says is like, and this. Like, oh. it's meant to set up yeah. Buffy, sort of like, you know, Buffy's mirror of Empata's life where she's like, you know, we're we're highlighting that, like, Buffy doesn't have a normal life. But, like, Joyce says, like, uh, two days in America and Empata already seems like she belongs here. Yeah. <sighs> I always find, like, I, it's always a little bit hard for me to ingest those lines from Joyce because Joyce really seems like she just doesn't seem like the kind of mom that would pull that shit, you know, like guilting Buffy for not going to the dance, like making Buffy feel shitty about burning down her school and like (laughs) wanting her not to get in trouble. Fine. But like, I just, I don't know. Maybe I just want her to not be that person to like, you know, Mm -hmm. make her kid feel bad about not going to the dance. Oh, I was thinking more like along the lines of like, uh, you know, like a brown person doesn't belong in America. Right, right. But but all of a sudden, like, she's trying really hard oh. or she's, like, assimilating. And that's, like, she's doing normal high school girl stuff. And that makes it okay oh. that she's here. Oh, I see. Well, yeah. That's also a thing. I, I just want to crumple up this episode and throw it in the <laughs> trash. Yeah. yeah. But it is, like, it, I, it is the first episode that has, like, a major... Latina character, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to pull that back out of the trash, smooth it out, and hang it up next to my little cutout of Ariana Grande. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is, it is. But um, I don't know. Is it better to have had it or not? I, I you know, I, is it more trouble? Well, like, I think she's a pretty good character. 
just people don't treat her well. Right. Yeah, she's a you know? dream. Like, I mean, she's yeah, great. She's... The world she's thrown into is just racist. Super racist. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <sighs> Speaking of racist, yeah. let's go to the dance. Oh, um, God. Cultures oh. are not costumes. People are not costumes. Mm. Yeah, the, the woman... Oh, it's just bad. Okay. We heard Kate. Kate talked about yeah. it already. And but theme costume or theme parties are like my favorite thing on earth. Like I love parties where you have to go dressed in a costume. Right. But this was like my nightmare. It, this was so bad. Well, was. because yeah, exactly what. Right, what you just said. It's like just it's, a bunch of white people dressed as like as other. A Japanese geisha. As, the st- as like this most and stereotypical. There was like someone dressed as like an Arab sheik. Oh, I didn't even see yeah, that. It was like a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, a lot of, lot of, uh, yeah. So, um, there was I a mean, Native American costume. Uh, yeah, so um, not good, not good, not good. I like Jonathan's uh, Crocodile Dundee outfit. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan. That was a ray of light. Welcome, Jonathan, who you don't know has a name. But. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know who Jonathan is. Yeah. Uh, the guy dressed as Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, that's I Jonathan. I thought he was dressed as the kangaroo rat from Rescuers Down Under. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Amazing. Rescuers Down Under, when did that come out? Great question. Right? Great, Great question. question. First fact digitally check, animated check. film. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it had to be around... Maybe like five years before this, nineteen ninety. This is nineteen ninety seven. Nailed that shit. I don't know anything, but like the chronology <laughs> of television and movies in the nineties, I somehow have like a hold on. Nice. Um. Also, another speaking of like nine awesome nineties references, uh, the name of Oz's band, Dingoes Ate My Baby, is oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like this very famous Australian story. Uh, not story, reality, mm. um, but was also referenced in Seinfeld. That's like a very famous reference sure. in Seinfeld. Seen that either. <laughs> right. Yeah, right, there's right. A, there's a whole episode where um, why can't Elaine is like screaming about the dingo eating her baby, um, right? Right. So just right. like you know, obviously a news story that took mm. the, the country slash perhaps the world by storm, um, and we have it here. And is that? Do you know if that's the name of like? Do we see dingoes ate my baby? Is that? Oz, that's Oz's band. Oz's band. Devin for, and Oz's band for for a long time. Great. Oh, that's you how guys, you know Devin. I don't remember anything about Devin, but Devin's a yeah. He's just character. around singing in Dingoes Ain't My Baby All for right, a little while. <laughs> you guys, if you don't know what the rat from the Rescuers Down Under looks like, I just want to encourage you to take a brief moment to go a Google in. Can you show me? Can you flip it around so I can re- um, see it with the new eyes? Yes. It's like <laughs> the exact outfit. It's exactly what Jonathan is wearing. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> wow. We'll do, we'll put up a side by side. Oh, he's not we wearing can, pants. If we can find, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put Because he's up, a rat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, rats don't wear pants, so that would be silly. <laughs> that a side would be by very silly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a side by side of, of Jonathan at the dance and the rat from yeah, the rest of the Yeah, and we'll put it on under. Facebook and Twitter um, so you can check that out. <laughs> that's like, it's funny because that's a, like, job or like a practical type of dress for like a particular mm-hmm. climate or a particular activity right i i don't know what i'm that talking was your about. full thought yeah i'm <laughs> sorry i maybe should have just vetted that one before i um, opened my mouth 
Also, has Giles come over to Buffy's house yet? Because that struck me as like a thing that I don't know that we've seen before. I feel like he has been over one other time. One other time? With like the gang, I I think. Okay. Because I was like, whoa. And like, you know, (laughs) Giles is like up in Buffy's room. Like, where is Joyce? (laughs) And what would happen? Like, how would you possibly explain why your librarian (laughs) is in your bedroom? You know, mm. just thinking about that. That's all. Just thinking about that. Also, it's me. Can we? I just want to talk about my appreciation for Giles as he's putting the seal back together. This <laughs> 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 is like, you know, oh oh, if you had to like distill what I love about Giles into a moment, it's this where he's like, Ma, I don't even remember the line he's saying, but he's like, the twin something. And he's like, oh, <laughs> right, right, right. And he like fucking finds <laughs> the piece and puts them together. Oh, he has my heart, that Giles. May, I know Cordelia is tippity top of your list. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But you're into season three now. Do you have other favorites? Wait, wait, wait. We shouldn't talk about... Well, no, no, I don't mean like... I just meant like you've watched a bunch of the series. Well, I mean, I do like Oz a lot. Like, I I mean, not just for a guy, but overall, I like Oz a lot. Yeah, what a dreamboat. Yeah, Yeah. Oz is pretty... Oz is good. Um, Jenny Calendar, of course. Of course. I mean, like being a witch, Mm -hmm. you know... You feel a connection uh, to that techno, techno pagan, yeah, techno pagan vibe. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, um, yes. I mean, Buffy and Willow, I like a lot. Has there been, especially like at this point in the series, when you got to this point, how, like how are you feeling from season one to season two? Because I feel like you had a big, oh, yeah. Well, because yeah, I struggled through season one. You <laughs> talked about that in a previous episode, <laughs> um, and you were much kinder than what I actually said. Like I really struggled with season one. I did not know if I was going to keep watching the episodes mm-hmm. after season one. I was just going to keep listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. yeah, and be like, okay, yeah, I don't know what they're talking about, but they're cool people, so I'll listen. <laughs> well, um, what was your turning point? Uh, it was. Well, I think. I mean, it's. I think the episode where I really turned was uh, Halloween. So that's in like two episodes mm. from now. Ah, it's a good one. Because it's just like, I don't know. I really like, and Cordelia's really good in that episode. Yeah. And it just had a lot of, and Willow's really good in that episode. Yes. And so there was a lot of really good character stuff in that one. And so I think that's the one where I was like, oh, okay, I'm like really invested in this now. Yes. So yeah, Great. so now I really Woo! like it. Yeah. yeah, it'll be fun if you if you want to. It will be fun to go back to season one again. At least if you have my experience. <laughs> well, because I I couldn't. I I I actually you made it farther than I did because Jenny tried to get me to watch it twice, <laughs> and I couldn't do it. And then this time I was like, oh, oh, like I you know I had such an you attachment. Affection yeah, for. yeah. So I mean, listen. Nobody's pressuring you, May. But okay. like maybe one day you'll want to. Okay. <laughs> maybe one day when we do another podcast called Jenny and Kristen Watch Buffy Again. <laughs> we just do it all over again. Oh my god. For the rest of our lives. The rest of our lives. It wouldn't even take that, May. We don't even like if we did back to back Buffy episodes and we cycled through them, like we probably even if we lived to eighty, we'd probably only make it through the series a few times. <laughs> it really takes like three to four years to get through it. Um Cool. Okay. Giles gets knocked out. That's on my list as a thing. Just want to say it. Make sure. <laughs> yep. Right. It oh, counts? right, right, right. Does it count? Ding, ding. When yeah. he gets thrown into the yeah, he's unconscious. sarcophagus thing. Yeah. Oh, thank God someone said sarcophagus. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So mo- important moments that we don't want to miss, of course, is Oz seeing Willow. Oh, my God. Which is a really mm-hmm. solid moment. Who's that girl? Who's that girl? Ugh. And then he's like, where'd that girl go? <laughs> oh, he's 
so also, cute. important moment, Willow knocking over the Eiffel Tower of Cheese. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so good. None of that cheese looked French. No. Right? Nor, nor fresh. No. Didn't look fresh. Or no. <laughs> French. It looked horrible. I'm like, I have nothing against cheese, but that, that was not my kind of cheese. Um. P- potentially seal skin jacket aside, yeah. I do really like Willow with a harpoon. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hate seeing more of that. And Willow and with the like the oh, fur, yeah, like with just her little head. Mm-hmm. It's a good look. Like she does. Yeah, look, she's very cute. Yeah, yeah. She's very adorable. I'm into like if she spent the rest of the show just wearing thermals and like thick fisherman's uh, suspenders, mm-hmm. I would be like. Yeah, <laughs> and carrying a harpoon, and carrying a harpoon, yeah, which would, would be so useful in yes! so many scenarios. Very Absolutely, true. You know? Very that would be true. ideal Willow for me. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll just keep keep dreaming, dreaming. that dream. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, okay. I almost went off off track and started talking about Willow, and we can't do that here because we're staying with this <laughs> right, episode, right, and right, only right. this mm-hmm. episode. Love Great. hearing Buffy tell Giles that one of these days he's gonna have to get a grown up car. Oh my mm. god. This whole scene is my favorite thing in the entire world. I love Buffy and Giles in the fucking car where she's like rolling her fucking eyes. She's like, "Could you fucking go faster? Could you put your foot down?" And he's like, "Well, I'm trying doing the best I can, Buffy." It's just really solid. <laughs> really solid stuff. Yeah, and the Giles mobile so loud. Just oh, yeah. puttering and sputtering. Oh my god. <sighs> so, also the great like shrug sigh moment. Uh, between Willow and Xander. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Willow, man. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then, like, the sad story is still really sad because she can't kill Xander because she loves him. Except then she tries to. So then she tries but to. But then she can't. But she can't. But then she tries to and fails. But she does really try to the second time. Yeah. I think she's probably going to kill Xander the second time. Yeah, yeah. Um, But lucky for us... Her body dries out and her <laughs> arms stick to Xander <laughs> and her body shatters on the floor. So that's cool. No, thank you. I also really <laughs> loved, like, speaking of mummified things, um, I really loved the moment when Buffy opened the trunk in her room and the mummy was in it. And, <laughs> and she, she like, didn't see it. She doesn't. No, no, no. Oh, that was great, too. When oh, she didn't see oh. it. But when she does see it and she's like, it's as though she found some cheese sticks. Right, right, right. <laughs> she's just Who like... packs cheese sticks but doesn't even bring lipstick? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Which she had lipstick in the bathroom scene earlier, so I didn't understand yes. that when she told Buffy oh that she didn't have any god. lipstick. Oh my god! Great point. So I uh, just yeah. what's going on here? Just too, many yeah, too, too, many too many lies. Too many lies. Too many. Well, Ampata does say you haven't been being honest with me either. Oh. There's just a lot of deception mm. going wow. around. Mm. <laughs> uh, mm. uh, so once again, Xander saves Willow. Like, or chooses Willow, right? Right, We've seen right. this happen before. Mm. Why can't I remember when it was, like, Willow and he stepped in and saved Willow? No? Am I making this up? Uh, that sounds familiar, but I'm, I'm having trouble when. putting my finger on it. Anyhow, he obviously chooses his <gasps> best friend. Patrol cat again? Oh, wow. Second. Sorry. Patrol cat only comes by once. He circled back around to he was like, look into something. He was probably. like, hey, guys, they're talking about me on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's like five other cats for them. He's like, I'll bet you like three mice that I can get them to do it again. <laughs> uh, and patrol cat is such a badass that he could easily give three mice to any yeah, cat. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, anyhow, what was Sorry. I saying? 
Empata, oh, no. whatever. Whatever. Oh, oh uh, Xander is saving Willow. Right. I mean, I think mm. they they I think they continue to kind of hit this theme over the head that like although Xander doesn't Best have a crush friends. back on Willow, that they have a love that is very dear and very true mm-hmm. and very yeah. wonderful. And um, you know, when push comes to shove, Xander will of course protect Willow at all costs. Um, which is a really awesome thing and a beautiful thing. And then Buffy, powerful as all get out, of course, knocks the lid off of the sarcophagus. No. Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, sarcophagus. Yeah, note all the punch marks on the inside of the lid. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like all of these <laughs> knuckle marks. Oh. That's great. And her her knuckles aren't even bloody. She's a slayer. Yeah, she is. She's <laughs> the chosen one. So whatever. And then they win. Yay. And then they win. So, Beautiful. you know, we're really sorry that this episode um, is the way it is. Is the way that it is. Um, <laughs> but we get a new episode next week. And that will be fun. And that I think will be fun. You tell. You can tell me because I don't actually know. Oh yeah, that's the episode we're going to be taping uh, live. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'll be in the audience. Ah uh, yes, May. Come that's great. May will be there um, watching us live. Uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we are doing next week's episode for Reptile Boy live at Nerd Melt Showroom in Los Angeles. Uh, and you can find out all about that at nerdmeltla.com. It's on February 2nd. Is that the day after this goes up? It's tomorrow. Oh, my God. Hurry. <laughs> run, don't walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, cool. May, do you have any final thoughts on this episode? Did we miss anything that was like... Um, sexual tension award? Oh, my oh, God. Great. Did you have? Do you have any... I mean, I can... want to give it to Empata and Willow for almost kissing there at the end. Nice. Yes. Like, it was so close. It like, was. three times she leans in. <sighs> but... Not quite. It just wasn't meant to be. No. Wow. Okay. Yeah. With you. I don't have I don't have anything that can beat that, do you? Um oh, well, challenge here from Jenny. No, it's just like, I mean, look, I know that we don't like love Xander. Uh-huh. Especially in this episode. Uh-huh. Um but I feel like there's a lot of tension between him and Empata. Well, yeah, like, but like, oh, well, like we're bored by that. Right. I feel okay, like okay, okay, okay. Here, no. Here's here's what I feel about the sexual tension award. I feel that it's, it's supposed to highlight something that's not. No, it's supposed to highlight something that is both in, has sexual tension in the episode and that makes us feel happy about the sex. Oh. Like, <laughs> it includes the viewer. I think. I see. I see. You yeah. know, there do we feel joy. some sexual tension? Because like. Okay. <laughs> I I would not feel any when it came. You know what I How mean. How about between Giles and the seal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, if there's gonna be a second place, 100 Giles and the seal. Good. Yeah, there good. it is. Oh God. And I can't. That just made me really excited for the next time Giles and Angel have a conversation. Oh my God. <laughs> their oh, sexual oh, tension is just mm. off the charts. Yes. Um. Great. Oh, thank you, May. Thank you both for mm-hmm. reminding us about sexual yeah. tension and also nailing having, it. Yeah, nailing it. <laughs> nailing sexual tension. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> so, um, May Rude. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for this yeah, very special you're episode. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're the best. Thank we love you, you for so many reasons, but in the buffering orbit specifically, you were a joy to interact with yes. both on social media and on our phones via text message. Yes. Thank you. Um, Thank you. One of my favorite parts about doing this podcast is our friends who are enjoying the series now and like <laughs> texting us as they go. You and also our friend Steph Schwartz who mm. texts us <laughs> yeah. all the time with these like incredible 
like incredible text that I can't even screen cap and put on the internet yet because she's so, so far ahead. ahead. She was uh, the one who I was telling that I didn't know if I was going to make it past season one. Because uh, she was also starting, and so we were talking, and I was like, yeah, no, season one is awful. Yeah, and she it's was like, yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Not good. Um, but yeah, so thank you for all of that. You were fantastic. Yeah. And will you tell everyone where they can find more of you? And you trust us yeah. when we tell you you want to find more of that, Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like I said before, I write for autostraddle.com. Um, and then also I'm Mayrude, M-E-Y-R-U-D-E, on Twitter and Instagram. And I think Snapchat also, but Ooh. I don't really know how to use Snapchat. Oh, same, same. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, so M E Y R U D E. Yeah, all yeah. around. You should check May out if you don't already know her because she's a badass. Um, and Jenny, well, I guess tell them one more time where they can find you. Sure thing. Uh, I'm Jenny Owen Youngs, as you may <laughs> already know. And when I'm not watching Buffy, I am, you know, writing songs and recording songs and doing stuff with those songs. And you can learn more about me and hear a playlist of those songs that are not about Buffy that I've curated just for you over at JennyOwenYoungs.com slash buffering. You can also give me a shout on Twitter at Jenny Owen Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo, and you can find more about me on Twitter at Kristen Nolene, K-R-I-S-T-I-N. How do you spell the rest of it, May? Do you know? I do not. <laughs> See, and this is why I have to keep saying yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. N-O-E-L-I-N-E. <laughs> Um, and of course when I'm not sitting in this room talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the patriarchy I am talking about the patriarchy um, (laughs) at everyoneisgay.com and mykidisgay.com resources for LGBTQ young people and their families so you can check all that out in all of those places Buffering the Vampire Slayer is on Twitter at BufferingCast and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BufferingCast. You can also email us at BufferingTheVampireSlayer at gmail.com. We love getting your emails and we read them all and star them for future mailbag episodes. And we really appreciate all of the fascinating things you guys have to tell us. Yes, so much. Um, Also, if you want to support us, we have a Patreon page. It is just patreon.com slash bufferingcast. The last time I checked, we were already halfway to our goal of $1,000 per month um which is really incredible it helps us get the equipment that we need to keep things going um it helps us to have more time to devote to um each of these episodes and it also gets you really fun stuff um i put up a video last week of jenny and i writing the bridge to when she was bad um we share the mp3 files of the songs with our five dollar donors um we're going to be doing a buffy watch very soon with Mm -hmm. all of our donors it's a fun place for many reasons and you can check that out over there you can also um head on over to iTunes and leave us a review if you like us. If you don't like us, that's fine. Just no pressure to leave a review. You don't have to tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So thank you all again for all of your support. You can also uh, grab a copy of our Songs from Season 1 CD uh, and also shirts designed by Christine Tuna and also pins designed by the amazing Kate Leth, who you heard earlier on Buffy Fashion Watch, over at bit.ly slash shop buffering oh yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah and of course you can get all the songs from season one anywhere you want i think they're itunes spotify wherever you get your digital yeah. music go it's, it should be there and listen please and may thank you for being so patient while we told them all of that information <laughs> <laughs> but you have a very important function very now. important very oh, you must yeah. join our pack yes i'm very if you excited please. yeah cool till next time Ow. Ow.
Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Exchange week here at Sunnydale High School. And we're hosting lots of students who come from all over the world. There's a special exhibition down at the Natural History Museum. Where they're showing off remains of an Inca princess mommy girl. Yeah, mummies always seem to come with a curse. I never heard of one without. A princess is no exception If a seal breaks, the mummy gets out Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.